found chop the original guillotine league podcast everything you need to know to avoid the chopping block chop is brought to you by guillotineleagues.com now your hosts paul chargian and brian johnson welcome to chop the guillotine league podcast i am paul chargian my co-host is brian johnson hello What's up, Church? Yeah, I am not on IR yet. Not yet. You're about the only one standing. It's it's the catastrophic edition of Chop. Something else. Yeah, it was a, it was a bad week. Now the funny thing is, and later in the show we're going to talk about the most commonly chopped players. Mm-hmm. Most commonly chopped players were not the injury guys from last week. Interesting. Well, yeah, a lot of people survived. We'll uh, but we will talk about that. And the waiver wire, of course, is the magic of the Guillotine League, and we are here every Tuesday to give you guidance about how to strategize your waiver wire bidding. Please subscribe to this podcast, rate this podcast, review this podcast. We want your feedback and want to help more people find us. No doubt. Uh, Guillotine Leagues, by the way, forming every Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, guillotineleagues.com. So if you do get chopped or you just want to add another one, maybe uh, maybe you were close to getting chopped and you're like, I don't want to envision a life without Guillotine Leagues. Or maybe you're Go join another one. crushing it and you're like, I should just join some, some more, more leagues, yeah, make that, some more yeah, money. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, really yeah. quickly, just think of some of the, the, the skyrocketing ADPs from the end of the summer, like Gardner Minshew. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you see a guy like Jonathan Taylor is going to be a top five pick. Aaron Jones, we ragged on. <laughs> I know. He, I certain, was nervous about Aaron Jones' people, touchdown regression. Nope. He's a top three pick for, for yeah, sure right yeah, now, I would think. But that, everyone's getting hurt. But, yeah, yeah, but new leagues forming. Check them out. All right. Our advice today comes in three forms. Uh, broadly, we're going to talk uh, some some very broad bidding strategies that everybody wants to consider, things to keep in mind when you're placing your bids. Then we'll start getting player-specific with recommendations for the 10 most commonly chopped players you know, one or two of these guys probably available in your league. And then we'll give you advice for the free agent runners who are going to fill in for Christian McCaffrey and Saquon and the Niners runners who are yep. out right now. So we'll cover all of those things. But I want to begin with a little bit of, of similar discussion to what we had last week, Brian, with some broader bidding advice. And normally you and I both take a cautious approach with your early season bidding. We'd rather have, I think that the clearest path to winning is to have the most money left in the middle of the season mm-hmm. when really good players are hitting the waiver yeah, wire. And most remaining teams are really good. And the remaining teams are good, right. If you can control the board in the middle of the season, that's great. We saw a, you, sorry, a lot of overbidding in week one. So a lot we, of reports of yep, guys being of, like uh, 500 dollars above the next highest bid. Yep. So I think we'll see people reeling it back a little more I, in week two. Well, but will they? Here's yeah. the thing. It, it's, so if if you were lucky enough to not be one of the injury affected owners from I this am. past weekend. Well Paris Campbell, but that that wouldn't hurt me too much. Yeah, I had Paris all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um then I think you can play it cool this week and just do some modest bidding if you don't have injury problems, if you do, yeah. if you had Christian McCaffrey and you had Saquon Barkley and you had Raheem Mostert and those guys were, you know, critical parts of your team, you may need to put in a lot of money this week and go get guys to fill those spots because you probably don't have serviceable fill-ins. And Barkley, the Barkley owner probably has to spend at least 30% more than the than the McCaffrey owner if he's trying to fill that void. He or she trying to fill that yeah, void. It's a 16-week void, yeah. you know, and not just a one-month void. Um, we, yes, hope, we hope for McCaffrey's sake. There, if, if you've got serious problems with these injury situations, there's no point in taking $950 a fab to your grave. No. Again, from last week, 
as you're formulating your bidding strategy in your guillotine league, think about how much better is this guy than the player he's replacing. Mm -hmm. If it's only a little bit better, then don't bid that much. And if you don't get that guy, you're probably fine. If it's a major improvement over the guy you'd be starting, then you may need to push a bunch of chips in. And let's dive into more what that looks like. Uh, For our purposes, Brian, we talk about everything out of a Mm $1,000 fab pool. Your particular league, maybe you're not using guillotineleagues.com for your guillotine leagues. Uh, You might be running base 100 or whatever, but we're talking. So when we say, for example, uh, Mark Andrews, who we're going to talk about in a second, we recommend a $250 bid on him. That's out of 1000 If you were 100 it'd be a $25 bid. So you get the idea. Okay, so let's talk about the 10 most commonly dropped players, and number one was Mark Andrews. Yeah, clunker of a game for Andrews. Yeah, bad game. Uh, he was targeted once in the end zone, didn't connect, and wasn't that close. This is fascinating because his schedule is awesome. Mm. He gets Kansas City next this uh, coming Monday night, and Kansas City was rocked by tight ends. Yeah, Hunter Henry had a very good game. Hunter Henry, yes, he did. Very comparable to Mark Andrews, of course. Then they go to at Washington, and Washington was blown up by Ertz and Goddard in in week one. And Dan Arnold just missed like a 60-yard touchdown connection with Kyler Murray. I don't know if you saw that. I didn't see that. Oh, it was... Murray threw a little behind him, but uh, but yeah. yeah. Of course, it wasn't Dan Arnold's fault. It wasn't Dan Arnold's fault. Never. Um, he was in the perfect spot with the yeah perfect uh, and oh, he clearly wide open. So the, yeah, the since, opportunity was there yeah, for sure. Then a bad Cincinnati defense, and then a Philadelphia defense that's reeling as well. Uh, mm-hmm. So for Mark Andrews, I have a recommendation of two hundred fifty dollars as the bid, assuming you need a tight end. I always don't bid, and if you've got to have Andrews, like you're in real trouble at tight end then I think you, your buyout bid might have to be about 400 because he's just that much of a difference maker at the position. What do you think about those numbers? Yeah, uh, Andrews is one of the guys I would be more aggressive on. He's just such a difference maker at the tight end position. And now the, the top three is missing one in George Kittle. So now yeah. it's Kelsey and Andrews. Mm-hmm. And John U. Smith's knocking on the door. How though, about right? John U. Smith in that conversation? Certainly carried, uh, yep. made up for my Paris Campbell injury in my uh, my league. But... um. Yeah, so I would I would be aggressive on Andrews, and there's been a lot of disappointment at tight end. If you were, thought Gronk was going to be something this year, yeah, right, and or, or Blake so, Jarwin was your guy, so or... the, the, the top level is uh, further distancing themselves. So, and Andrews is a, essentially a wide receiver, a top twelve wide receiver, receiver yes. almost any given. He's week, the so. number one receiving option on one of the highest scoring teams in football. I'm, I'm with you on the the recommended to two fifty, but I think you probably want to go a little closer to three hundred, and like you said, you might have to go up to four. To if get you need him badly and you just want to make sure you get him, I think you you go f- like four hundred on Andrews. If he's going to be your best wide receiver, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> definitely <laughs> throw a few extra bucks his way. All right, next uh, the second most commonly cut player. At guillotineleagues.com, Julio Jones. Oh, yeah, 80 points in that game. Unbelievable, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they put up 39 points, and Julio gets nothing. Oh, yeah. Brutal. Unbelievable. He was a little hobbly, it seemed, at times. No, he, he is. He's, he's, so, already, yeah. he's already laboring through injury, which it's every year it's like this for him. Dude, he's as tough as they come. He plays through everything, yep. but he does give you some of these stinker box scores when he has these kinds of games. Now, the schedule is 
neutral against Chicago. It's a little on the tough side for Green Bay. And then two easy, easy matchups for Julio Jones coming. Carolina and Minnesota. Oh, man. Yeah, Julio's put up like 300 yards against Carolina before. And that's not being, that's not exaggerating. It's a literal. Literal 300-yard game. So I've got a, assuming, again, assuming you have some need at wide receiver, I've got a recommended bid of Julio of 200 and a must-have bid of 400. Yeah, and there are guys that need wide receivers. The Kenny Galladay owners who spent a very early pick mm-hmm. on him. Devontae Adams now yeah, hobbled. Cortland so. Sutton. Yeah. Yep, Cortland Sutton is done, donezo. So, yeah, what do you think you got to get to uh, bid to get Julio? Well, I like I said, if I bid 200 on Julio, I think I got a shot at getting him, and I won't be... You know, I won't be crying if I no. don't. But if I if I have to have him, I would double it to four hundred. Yeah, at two hundred, I'm glad to get him. Yeah, I don't think you have to have Julio at this point. I don't right know now. if you do either. And if you were fully healthy, I'd feel st- more strongly. Well, Russell about Gage it. looked like the better wide receiver yesterday, just in terms of health and performance, mm-hmm. of course. The third most chopped player, Lamar Jackson. Oh man! Yep, all it took was one middling game for Lamar Jackson. He's got a tougher matchup against Kansas City this week and then a what I would call a neutral matchup against Washington and then easy matchup Cincinnati and Philadelphia. So quarterback, this is a one-quarterback league. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, as great as he is, I don't know that I'm breaking the bank at quarterback because I feel like I've prob- you know, I can get or probably have a good quarterback Yeah, already. you re- really need to have slothed the quarterback in the draft. But if you yeah. did... Then you should have grabbed Gardner Minshew, like we said, yeah. to all summer long, and then you'd be fine at quarterback. But, yeah, if, if you, you don't have Gardner, <laughs> but if, you, if you're dumpster diving at quarterback, this might be your time to strike on Lamar, even though, as we just saw this past week, he finished outside the top yeah, 15 quarterbacks. Right. Yeah. And he's going to do that at times, even though he only did that, like, two times last, last year. So no, no, maybe no, one of them's no, out of the way. Literally no oh, yeah. times last year outside of the top 18. Yeah, that's right. Unbelievable. That. So, uh, yeah, I, I think – you should be aggressive on Jackson, and but don't be too aggressive if you're already aggressive on Mark Andrews. That's a little too much. That, might be, that might be too much. Uh, so for Jackson, I'm recommending a bit of 150, but if you are one of these few people that really doesn't have a quarterback to go to, then I think your must-have price on Lamar Jackson is more like 300, roughly double that. Yeah, I think 150 is just a, a waste of a few clicks. I don't know if that's worth your it time. It might not be. It might not be enough. And but it, I'm it, assuming you just don't, you know, I'm assuming most people have got a quarterback who's roughly in the top 12 anyway. Yeah, but if, what, say, what if he went with Carson Wentz as your guy? Yeah, or, yeah, well, that would be a scenario where you're going to have to pay more. No one's relying on Kirk Cousins. Well, in a guillotine league, maybe. But, the, but yeah, Lamar yeah. Jackson's just one you do a double take on when you see that name on the waiver wire. And uh, he can win. He can keep you alive. Yeah, he can. By himself. Yes, he can by himself. Early on in the season. Yes. So. A little like Alvin Kamara did for a lot of... I know Man, a bunch we, of guillotine league people. We that, on him. That, I did at least in guillotine format, so that was way wrong there. No, I, I did okay on him. But he, I, there, are a lot of, uh, there are a lot of people, including uh, several of my leagues, where a team had, had Alvin Kamara left and was in last place and just powered out of mm-hmm. last place with that big Monday night game. All right, next. The fourth most frequently cut player at guillotineleagues.com was Tom Brady. Tough schedule coming up at Denver, which has been a good defense, good pass defense, at Chargers, which just got done stymieing Patrick Mahomes. If they still had Derwin James, they'd be the best defense in the NFL. No, certainly the best secondary, yeah. yeah, Maybe the best. Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram on the front are pretty uh, dynamic duo, but yeah, that's a tough matchup. Then they go at Chicago, which is not easy, and then they have Green Bay in that much-improved secondary. So for Tom Brady, I have very cautious numbers on him. 
I am only recommending a $25 bid, and I think the must-have price on Tom Brady is 50 Now, he does get, in theory, this weekend, it's going to be the first time he's got full his healthy all right. of his healthy receivers available mm-hmm. to him. Mike Evans doesn't have the hamstring any, anymore. Uh, Chris Godwin doesn't have a concussion anymore. So, you know, there is still some upside with him, but the schedule is not very favorable for Tom Brady. Yeah, there is upside, but he's not reliable uh, as a starter right now, even in a a 15-team league, I would think. So you're really going after a backup with upside in Brady right now. And And that's why I'm pricing him the way I am. I think you hit hit the nail on the head here. 25, recommended, must have 50. I, yeah, he's not going to go for over $100. There's no way. Yeah. So you're right. You're right in the right ballpark. All right. Adam Thielen was the fifth most cut player. And for Thielen, the schedule is pretty positive. And, you know, the upside and the downside, I think, for Thielen is he was he- heavily and way too much targeted, I think, by Kirk. And some teams are simply going to play to take Adam Thielen away and make Kirk Cousins beat you with somebody else. Ola B.C. Johnson or Irv Smith or Justin Jefferson, guys who have not performed in big, meaningful ways in the past. Yeah. And when they take Thielen away, like last week, then you don't have much to go on there. So my recommended price on Thielen is only $50 and a must-have price of 100 He will have some good games. He had a good game in week one. He was very good in week one. Mm-hmm. But I think teams are going to sk- play to take him away sometimes. Yeah, they'll, they'll, they won't let him have those blow-up games every week, but he's one of six receivers with more than 30% of his team's targets, and even yeah. if they're they're doubling him, that, that provides a pretty safe PPR floor in guillotine leagues. He's like a, a sexier Jamison Crowder. and uh, So I, I would be somewhat aggressive on Thielen just because he has that high ceiling, which we saw in week yeah. one, and he, he generally has a pretty safe floor. So All right. I, I'd be aggressive. The sixth most cut guy, Sammy Watkins. So many people missed out on him in week one, left him on the bench, then threw Sammy Watkins into their lineup in week two, and I, you either got zero or one catch. He did leave the game hurt, so maybe it's not all on Watkins. But, you know, we've seen the disappearing act before yeah. for Sammy Watkins. Should have seen this coming. My recommended bidding price on Watkins is $0. If you must have him, bid one. <laughs> That's this is all. That's it. <laughs> you feel it, you but feel don't, it don't bid. Uh, don't even bid the buck. I'd no, uh, whoever I don't know whoever that that's that spot might be worth. Uh, we might be better served for somebody else. Yeah, Watkins has to stay. He needs injury. He has to stay healthy himself to, to become no. mm-hmm. next. The seventh most frequently chopped player, Derek Henry. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Held to, I believe, 67 rushing yards. I think he was 80. Was he 80? 84 or something like that. I don't think he had a target, though. He didn't have a catch. I know that. Yeah. That's And that part's disappointing. He has a cake matchup with Minnesota this week, but then he's got tougher games against Pittsburgh and Buffalo and then an easy game against Houston. So that's his next four. It's easy, hard, hard, easy. Uh, For Derrick Henry, you're going to have to pay. I mean, just end of the story. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to pay. I'm recommending 300, which is a lot for this stage of the season, but you'd be starting him the rest of the year. But honestly, I don't think 300 is going to get it done based on what I'm seeing out there people spending. I think you're going to have to spend closer to 500 if you want Derrick Henry. Yeah, you are. And obviously it depends on your team, but that's a, that's a guy I don't want to pay up for that much this early in the season. Mm-hmm. Generally gets hot at the end of the year. First yeah, right. off, well, he does. Yeah, and yeah. He, again, he, he, 
the, uh, Darrington Evans, the the rookie running back they brought in to be the pass catcher, has been missing or missing games, and but they're still just not using Henry in the pass pass game. So, no. well, why would you when you have Jonu Smith? Yeah, good point. That's a great point. But uh, yeah, you know, Derrick Henry. If you're not going to survive this week, he's the guy that could put you over the top. But he's, he's just gonna a be, guy to he's, like. He's going to be the number one ranked. Uh, one more, he'll be my number one ranked uh, running back for this week against Minnesota. Yeah, you have to be in dire, dire straits. But that's just a lot of money to sink into a, a non-pass catching running back who is elite. So I would just, in general, pump the brakes and just let. All right, well, the masses. I said okay. Don't. I said three hundred on Derrick Henry. At, I, at three hundred, I'd be happy. Yeah. I'd be happy. I'd be that's. I'd be happy with that spend. Even four hundred, I'd be generally happy, happy there. Three hundred uh, above that. I, 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 he's not a must-have player for me though. But you, your your numbers are correct in my okay. mind for the. What you All right. To uh, the eighth most cut player, David Johnson. Now, where this gets a little tricky on David Johnson is he's at Pittsburgh this week. That whole Houston offense looks pretty out of sync right now. But they've played such tough teams. And this might be the toughest of the bunch. So he could hit the waiver wire again next week. Not, you know, it's not out of the question that he has a dud here at Pittsburgh. But let me mention this. As tough as that schedule has been, it's going to flip coming up. Mm-hmm. Here comes Minnesota, Jacksonville, Tennessee. And Tennessee's run defense has been bad. Yeah. So if, you, if, if you're thinking about David Johnson, know that you're going to have to try to get through this week so you can enjoy the three weeks after that. Yeah, at Pittsburgh, uh, not too desirable there. Even though uh, Melvin Gordon uh, for the Broncos now, they just played the Steelers. He had a decent game, caught a long touchdown pass too. That's, yeah, that's that catch kind of bailed out his David, fantasy. Yeah, it box certainly score. did. But that that could happen for David Johnson too. But mm-hmm. yeah, he's odds are good chance he could be a dud for you in your lineup. You don't want to spend money on a dud. I would I would hold off on him this week and just. So I have considering he's a starting running back. I've got I've got a modest bid number on him, and I still I think he looks good. I think he looks spry. The Baltimore matchup was tough, but he still has some good runs. Uh, he didn't really have much much daylight at all, but uh, no. I think he, he he looks in good shape. He's going to get better as long as he stays healthy uh, as, as the season progresses. All right, so I've got a recommended bid of seventy five dollars and a must have on David Johnson of one fifty. You feel like that's light? I don't know if you'll get him with. I don't know if you get him with either. I, th- I feel like he's more of a two hundred dollar. I think someone's going to bid about two hundred bucks on him. Uh, Probably someone who's needy at running back. But you're close. But again, I don't know if I'd want to spend that going into a, what could be a an RB thirty finish for David Johnson this week at Pittsburgh. Okay, the ninth most commonly chopped player was Todd Gurley. So many running backs getting chopped this week. Todd Gurley. Chicago in a neutral matchup, then at Green Bay positive matchup, Carolina positive, and at Minnesota positive. They're all those are those are all exploitable matchups for Todd Gurley. I've got a recommended price, same actually, very similar, seventy five dollars and one twenty five for Todd Gurley. People are down on Todd Gurley, and understandably so. If he doesn't score, he generally doesn't get, give you much, but he could score in all these games pretty easily, especially Carolina and Minnesota. Yeah. The Falcons just have to stop someone on defense, though, so he can get some I know. They're, they're, <laughs> actual carries. But, um, yeah, they're, they're Falcons in a shootout every week, it seems like. they got a meaty schedule coming up. Uh, Chicago this week, like you said, not great. But um, Chicago won't be a shootout, probably. No. Carolina won't be a shootout, probably. And Minnesota won't be a shootout, probably. Those off, None of those offenses are really clicking. Yeah, with no McCaffrey for Carolina. Green right. Bay, probably. Well, Green Bay probably will but, be, uh, so I didn't include that. That's why I kind of like Todd Gurley here. You know, I'm upping my recommended price to 100 and 200 on Gurley. 100 recommended, 200 
for the must-have them price. Yeah, I can get with that because if you just envision if this was going into week four and you're looking at Green Bay, which is a plus matchup for running backs, mm-hmm. he'd probably go for 2x on both of those numbers. So I, I like the conservative approach. It's, it's the aggressive, conservative-aggressive approach yeah. on Todd Gurley. The 10th and final guy we'll talk about, uh, at least in this portion, before we get to the uh, these injury fill-in guys, the Mike Davises of the world, Michael Thomas. 10th most cut player. And Brian, it's not because he was in starting lineups. It was just because these poor teams that drafted Michael Thomas had to bench him, and then the bench players did not come through for them, which was tough. And we talked about this last week, and I'm going to keep reiterating it. High ankle sprains are one-month injuries. Mm -hmm. One-month injuries. His schedule is Green Bay, Detroit, the Chargers, and bye. I don't think he's going to play against Green Bay. Maybe he plays at Detroit, and that's a positive matchup if he's fully healthy. But then it's Chargers, which is a tough matchup, and then the bye week. I think you're only going to feel comfortable putting him in Michael Thomas in your lineup one time in the next month, and he may not even play that game. Yeah, I'd have to agree. But I'd go out and get him if you're – I'm not trying to uh, peacock here, but like I like my team in, in the league we're in together, my, my guillotine league team. Good. And I have a couple bench spots to essentially burn. Yeah, every, everybody let, listening does have bench spots they well, can burn not, for Michael Not Thomas. everyone does. Not if they're fearing that they're going to get chopped in the coming weeks. Might, I, I think I have players to, to keep me alive if all goes well. So if, if you haven't already spent a lot of money and you, you really like your team, I, I'm willing to sit on Michael Thomas for the right price. All right, so what's the right price? What are you bidding well, for Michael you Thomas? You said twenty five. Right fi- I, I have twenty five. I have twenty five dollars and fifty dollars as the bids. I which is two and a half percent, five percent, because I don't want to roster somebody in a guillotine league. I can't start for a month. No, but if you like your chances of surviving for a mm-hmm. month, and you're like, I'll have Michael Thomas on my bench. I got right. him for a hundred bucks. I would. I think he's going to go for more than that. I think you need need to at least bid a hundred on Michael Thomas because yeah. there are people you who are, are going right. to. Yeah. Feel like they're in the catbird seat right now, and they're like, mm-hmm. "Oh, you know, I'm, I can." <laughs> what about his quarterback, Drew Brees? That arm looks bad. Yeah, he looks a little cooked, but maybe Jamison will start at some point. I mean, that, that would be your better scenario, honestly. Taysom Hill, the way it looks <laughs> right now. All right, let's go to the, some of the injury fill-ins at running back. Uh, Mike Davis is going to replace Christian McCaffrey for a month. Um, I think Davis is way more valuable in our format, guillotine league format, than standard fantasy because. Surviving a month is a big deal, and you're giving me a starting running back who just caught eight catches, eight targets, eight catches for 70-something yards, and in a half of work? I mean, if that's what we're going to get out of Mike Davis, I mean, it looks like they're going to use him a lot like Christian McCaffrey. And if that's going to be the case, then, you know, and I'm not saying he's even close to Christian McCaffrey in ability, obviously. Um, I don't think Trenton Cannon is going to steal much work. Ah, the old jet. Ugh, he wasn't good enough to be a jet. So um, I think you're getting a, a workhorse style back in Mike Davis. What are you What are you willing to bid on him? Yeah, he's you're looking at 15 to 20 touches guaranteed, and that means he should be rostered universally. Oh yeah, <laughs> in, in guillotine leagues, leagues especially, and, and uh, probably started. Yeah, so if you're if especially if you had McCaffrey or have McCaffrey in need of a, a replacement. Uh, yeah, 80, 100 bucks easy on Mike Davis. It mm-hmm. kind of sucks that you have to say that, but starting running back in the NFL, uh, is the schedule worth our while? Um, I, I don't up? have the Carolina schedule in front of I'll me. pull it up really quick. Thank you. Feel free to do that. 
What I like about McCaffrey, as opposed to Michael Thomas, for McCaffrey, they just said, it's a high ankle sprain, he's going to miss a month. For Michael Thomas, you watch, it's going to be this, well, he might be able to play, you know. Well, he did some stuff in practice, and but he's not playing. He's, it's a high ankle sprain. He's not playing next week. Who does Carolina have? Chargers this week, not great. Cardinals next week, not too great. Falcons, decent. Then Bears, so... That's yeah, a middling schedule. It's a middling schedule. So let's 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 go ninety bucks okay. on Mike Davis. Sounds about it's almost exactly right in my notes. All right, Jarek McKinnon and Jeff Wilson are going to replace Raheem Mostert and Tevin Coleman, who are both out. Now we got to be careful here because Mostert may only miss one game, or mm-hmm. Tevin Coleman may only miss one game. These are shorter term injuries, so I'm not breaking the bank on these guys. Uh-uh. People are going to bid, I think, too much on McKinnon, and McKinnon is. I think in any scenario, he's not the goal line back. Jeff Wilson will be the goal line yeah. back. They've given him that work before. And I think McKinnon is the number two, no matter who the number one is, McKinnon's the number two. Yeah, don't uh don't chase the box score for McKinnon too much against the uh, Jets defense is usually good against the run, but they were they were reeling right. on Sunday. But yeah, McKinnon's not gonna get the goal line work like you like you said. We're not I wish him all the best, but don't really trust him to stay healthy at this point. No. So, yeah, he's he's really just a, a scat back still. And like you also said, Raheem Mostert probably back sooner than later. Yeah, I think so. Now, if you're if for some reason you want to start Jeff Wilson this week when Mostert is going almost certainly going to be out and Coleman's almost certainly going to be out, well, you, know, you can throw five bucks on Jeff Wilson and see if you can't get a touchdown out of this, which you have a reasonable chance of doing. Remind me who San Francisco plays. The Giants. The Giants, there you go. So Giants, that is, that's Eagles, playable. Dolphins. Next three. Man, that's easy. Yeah, it is. That's easy. Um, so, you know, maybe Jeff Wilson's a starter for two, two of those three easy games. So I think Jeff Wilson's fascinating because you can get him dirt cheap and nobody's even talking about him. Yeah, and most of it's going to – I mean, I'm sorry. McKinnon's going to go at least 50, 60 bucks, I think, and that's that's way too rich for my blood. Mm-hmm. Devonta Freeman is your new lead back for the Giants. I have, wanted Lamar Miller. Well, I can't say I wanted him. He's on roster somewhere. Somebody signed him again. Buffalo, I, I thought they, I thought yeah. they released him. Oh, did though. they already? Did uh-huh. they sign him and release him? I, Seattle, I saw him like listed as a free agent again. Uh, so. yeah, maybe as a free agent again. I've I've purposely not been tracking Lamar Miller. Even though they might need to sign him because Zach Moss clearly a butt. Oh yeah, absolute bust, right? <laughs> uh, so Freeman isn't great at this stage, but he's a lot better than Deion Lewis and Wayne Gallman. We can safely say, and Freeman can catch. He's a very good pass catcher. That daggers Deion Lewis. So Deion Lewis to me is. Dad, he's he, he out of this. It's his 30th birthday on Sunday, though. He can't. <laughs> it is. I've done the research. You know this. <laughs> I, I, I'm sure you have. Um, so I think one game Freeman could start as early as this week and presumably starts the rest of the games as long as he's healthy, right? I mean, Wayne Gallman's not taking that job, and Deion Lewis isn't taking that job. I, I, I haven't seen any, you know, shirtless pictures of Devontae Freeman over the summer, so I don't know how yeah, shaped he is Apparently compared to the rest enough, of the league. good enough shape to get signed. Yeah, well, the, the rest of the league was in the best shape of their life, and they're all getting hurt, so why not bring in Devontae Freeman? I mean, so we're in the third week of the season now. We harped negatively on the Giants leading up to the season based on the schedule, the gauntlet schedule they had, and they're, only, yep. they're not even halfway I know. through that start yet, so... I guess I would throw. But he's gonna. Five, you know, we're talking about a starter for fourteen more weeks. Yeah, but he can't step in and handle touch the ball twenty times. I don't think. Adrian Peterson touched the ball. Adrian on three Peterson days of practice. Is he touched the ball like nineteen human times in week. He's week not. One. He's a freak of nature. Devontae Freeman, not that kind of freak. Ah, uh, I don't know. 
he'll he'll go in the fifty, sixty, seventy dollar range. I would think is. I think he'll go more for more than that. I wouldn't. I wouldn't pay it. It's it's well, still going to be a. What's the price? It's a bad line on a bad team. A bad with, line is very real. And and this is after taking a tackle with the fourth overall pick too. I know. So bad line, bad team. Still a rotation. They're going to be giving up points mercilessly. I don't know if that works that way, but uh, yeah. I'm just I'm out the game on script, this. The game script won't yeah. work this fair. All right, so I will I will be the voice of reason. I think on Devonta Freeman. I, I agree with everything you said, but he's not valueless. Nope. He is still going to be a starting running back who can catch a bunch of passes. And I think in PPR leagues, I think he's going to be five, six, seven receptions in a lot of games. So would and you- I think he'll find his way to like 80 yards in most games. And when there are goal line opportunities, he's going to get the ball. So I I see I see Freeman being the kind of guy that you're flexing for the next two months of games, and at that price at that I'm willing to bid hundred hundred fifty. Yeah, he'll probably go for that. But do you want to be the one to pay it? Yeah, if I paid a hundred yeah. for Devon Freeman, I'd feel okay mm. about that, particularly if he's starting this week. I, I, I got to see what we, I have to see what we have here because he did not yeah. look good last year when nope. he was supposedly I agree. didn't look a, good. A, a better a- offense, and he could get hurt again because yeah. he's been hurt a lot late in the past several years. There is danger here, um, but I'm not. You know, but if I throw in a hundred bucks, I'm not. I'm not ending. You know, I'll get by with nine hundred dollars left. Just give me Dion for twenty, and I'm going to play him on his birthday because he's going to go off. <laughs> You don't even have to pay the twenty, probably, uh, for Dion Lewis. I don't know. We'll see. Really want to? We shall see. All right. That's I think it. it should be much more, but yeah. We'll that's see. it for the Chop Podcast. A reminder that new Guillotine leagues are forming every Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday at GuillotineLeagues.com. We encourage you to check that out if you'd like to get into another league. And also, uh, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. We care about what you think. Who do you take with the first overall pick? If in a new draft right I, now, uh, there was a ran a poll on Twitter on at GL Chop, and it was uh, Zeke Taylor, um, Aaron Jones, and I'm forgetting someone very obvious. Zeke Jonathan was it Taylor a, was it a running back or was yeah it, a it was a running back. Uh, Why can't I? Kamara, Kamara. and uh, about half the people, a little over hundred, said Zeke. Mm-hmm. Quarter said Aaron Jones was the second. I would take Zeke because the Tony Pollard workload that I thought was going to work, you know, take, mm-hmm. I thought Pollard was going to take more work from him. That hasn't, that hasn't had come true at all. And I think Zeke's looked terrific. So I'm a Jonathan Taylor guy. Yeah, Taylor. Yeah. I, don't I think it's t- only going to get better for him in that probably, situation. Probably. Yeah. Um, thank you for listening. You made it through a half, uh, half hour of the podcast, uh, all about waiver wire advice for your guillotine league. And we'll uh, be back next Tuesday. We do this every Tuesday for stra- strategic help to help you bid correctly and go win your guillotine league. Bye-bye, everybody.